We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and a dark talk of looming conflict. Senator Rand Paul was allegedly assaulted at his We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. There are fears a her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then-cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Is over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go, Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you in now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. fucking warranted. Now, Adam Schiff, a long, swampy, backwards motherfucker that has a long resume of po pushing hoax after hoax, lie after lie, and doxing just by anyone who has the nerves to get in his crosshairs, using his power and position to get their personal information and post their phone numbers and their addresses and their names and coordination on their Twitter account. And it wasn't until Elon Musk took over did that shit get taken down. That's right, folks. He just sat there on his Twitter for fucking years. Well, no, was it was like nine months, and then he got taken down, but like reposts of it kept being shared around. Let me be a little more clear with that. He deleted his post for like nine months, but then people just kept reposting and reposting and reposting the same information, and Twitter took no action to stop the reposting until ownership switched hands. How convenient. How convenient is that? Rep. Adam Schiff avoids censure over his Trump-Russia collusion claims. Now, here's a real kicker for it. This article is by Ryan King. That's not the kicker. The kicker is it was just a $16 million fine. They're like, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah, but for a corrupt multi-millionaire politician with all the investment and stock portfolio options in the world, just like his good bud Nancy Pelosi, is it 
And Thomas Massey's backwards asses in this article. You know, Thomas Massey's one of these people that I always hear, he's one of the good ones. He's America first. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's been like an anti-Trump type guy since the fucking beginning, only siding when it was really popular around election season to side with him. Thomas Massey's not as bad as a lot of other Republicans and Uni Party players, that's for sure, but America first? How many Ukrainian packages will it take to drive home that he is not America first? That being said, let's get into this shit and name the 20 conservacucks who voted for it. Or voted against censure. Rep. Adam Schiff avoids censure over his Trump-Russia collusion claims. Now, we got a little bit of a video here to watch. You chose to redact. The source, as everyone knows. Well, then and this is a question of life my and death, time potentially. Completely right hand. The former head of the House Intelligence Committee was spared. Now, we covered his ouster from this position when it happened. Him and Rashida Tlaib both. And my God, the seething and coping. Spared censure by his colleagues Wednesday for peddling accusations of the Trump campaign's alleged collusion with Russia during the 2016 election cycle. 20 Republicans joined 205 Democrats in supporting a bid by Rep. Catherine Clark, a Democrat from Massachusetts, to kill the motion to censure Rep. Thomas Massey, a Democrat from California. Seven other lawmakers, five Democrats and two Republicans, voted present, while 196 GOPers voted to punish Schiff as they rightfully fucking should have. The censure resolution, which would have also fined Schiff $16 million, oh boy, what a hefty fucking punishment, was proposed by Rep. Anna Paluna, a Republican from Florida, who dubbed the 62-year-old Democrat a criminal, uh, criminal earlier this month. Schiff claimed Luna's motion was retaliation for him leading the first impeachment on former President Donald Trump in 2019, and he still brags about it, with all the eggs on his face, and some of that Xi Jinping goo dripping off his lips. He fucking brags still. My goody gracious. Quote, Our colleagues, our GOP colleagues are using the leverage and resources of the House majority to rewrite history and promulgate the far-right conspiracy theories. But also, while well, I say they're trying to rewrite history, I'm going to keep peddling the Russia collusion thing as if that hasn't been, been debunked six ways from Sunday dumb fuck to propagate far-right conspiracy theories all to protect and serve Donald Trump he wrote in a letter to his colleagues Wednesday this resolution plainly demonstrates the length our GOP colleagues will go to protect Donald Trump's infinite lies lies that incite a violent attack on the on the very building wow even I almost said Capitol building damn uh interesting claim considering Trump was speaking when the riots kicked off, and he hadn't even got a chance to say the famous fight like hell line. But you want to talk about going to lengths to protect somebody and peddling lies, Adam. You went on every TV channel you could imaginably go on, every radio and even podcast that they'd have you, to peddle, I have evidence of Donald Trump's collusion with Russia. It's very good information. It's great information. And when it's like, so your information will in will definitively will prove the Russia collusion, right? Well, I don't want to go into specifics with all the shit I'm pulling out of my ass. It might get a little confusing. Don't believe me? Watch. I gotta ask you something that you said also to me on Sunday. Is that you took you thought that at the time former John uh, McCain on later? <laughs> 
when he said no evidence of collusion. What a different time. Um, at the time that he served through January, essentially January 20th uh, of this year. Um, what basis can you feel confident saying that, that the Director of National, Intelli that the Director of National Intelligence oversold something? Well, look, I don't think it was uh, deliberate on the director's part, uh, but all I can tell you is um, reviewing the evidence that I have, um, I don't think you can conclude that at all, uh, far from it. Uh, and but, I think, but you admit uh, that, it's uh, a circum all you have right now is a circumstantial case. Uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is <laughs> that more than a little uh, bit. and I can't go into the particulars, but there is more than circumstantial evidence now. So, um, again, I think... So you have seen direct evidence of collusion? Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, <laughs> but I will say that there is evidence that is not circumstantial uh, and, uh, and is very much worthy of investigation. Well, it is so, a bad joke. Um, that is what we Wait, ought to question. do. Wait, question. Why did they blur the seal? You see that? You see that ring there? Why did they blur the, the, the House of Representatives seal? That's... God, that kind of bothers me now that I've noticed it. What the fuck? Why? What? It's not... What? Uh, now, again, I think we have been dealt a, a serious body blow to the credibility right. of our ability to get answers uh, yeah. by today's events. And to me, it underscores the importance of having an independent commission look at this uh, as a supplement to anything the Congress does. Hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Thanks for watching MSNBC. Formerly MSNBC and uh, also, fuck, formerly CNN. Do you agree that there has been no evidence of collusion coordination or conspiracy that has been presented thus far between the Trump campaign and Russia? Uh, no, I don't agree with that at all. I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. That was Adam Schiff from 2018, and because, Mr. Schiff, right-thinking people are so generous, we'll give you the opportunity to apologize for your blatant and malicious misinformation that poisoned the national discourse for years. Waiting. Waiting. Still waiting. Continuing to wait. And I think we'll be waiting for a very, very long time. Hey, give us a call. Can you agree that there All right. He's starting to get the message here. And now moving on to, like, the retaliation argument. Little, uh, little Adam shit. Let me show you something real quick. So, Adam Shift wants us to talk about abuse of powers and... Protecting through lies and whatnot. Right, right, right. Republicans angry and concerned about Schiff's release of phone records. Now, this is a bit of a of an article. You know, it has a lot of details in here. And you guys aren't here for this article. I have a whole episode about this particular thing here. I just wanna, I just wanna show you a, a little, a little itty bitty, bitty ditty of this. If you give me the time, real quick. Now. The Democrats' impeachment crusade, uh, charade is failing, and desperate people do desperate things. So Schiff suddenly published phone records of myself, current and former Republican staff members, and a journalist who's reporting he doesn't like. It's a gross abuse of power for a congressman to go after his political opponents, staffers, and reporters in this way. But it's very characteristic of the way Schiff has run this entire show. Pardon me. Ugh, coffee burp. He's going to need a long rehabilitation period when this is over. Finally, the publication of John Sullivan's records raised still other issues at the time. We're past that part. Yeah, the phone records he released 
You know how, like, in your phone option, you have a thing where you can save, like, their address and their names and there's a little option. Like, is this also the spouse's phone number two? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, all of that was posted on Twitter. And now, yeah, Adam Schiff, within, like, what, 24, 30 hours, he deleted the post? Sure. But Twitter did nothing until Elon Musk took over about the people retweeting screenshots of Adam Schiff's fucking tweets. All this... Because one reporter blew the cover on the lies of a fake whistleblower. By the way, guys, yeah, totally. Look at the fucking sky, the fucking aliens. Whoa. Because whistleblowers are always reliable when they're paraded out in front of you by the fucking government itself, right? Now, yeah, sometimes there's some exceptions to this, like the, the Biden whistleblower. There's something to it. I'm sure of it. But, guys, look in the sky. I'm a... While whistleblowers right now are being told by the FBI directly, if you come forward and you're unmasked, we will fucking kill you. Some fucking multiple UFO reporters can go on every TV show in America with their name out there and be like, yeah, there's these flying saucers that aren't human and not made on Earth and they're totally real and the government's going to come after me for blowing the whistle. Yet, no, they're not. These people are making all this money doing these. Yeah, fuck off. I really get tired of it. The roller coaster never ends. I just went off the ride, Mr. Bones. <clears throat> now, let's see. Ba -ba -ba, conspiracy theories. Read that. Moving on. Yeah, talk about fucking bullshit. Now, let's uh, hop over here real quick and watch just a brief moment of this. ...a pattern. Maybe they, as Trump rec recommended, they should raid more of us. ...ban me. This was in November 2020. ...about what happened to A.B. came out to see. Paul, you, you write in a column last week that you came home from your vacation to find an interesting email waiting for you from Matt Taibbi. Uh, and Matt Taibbi came out and was asked by Elon Musk to go through a lot of this communication uh, from the previous owners of Twitter. At which time, what did you find out, Paul, about what happened to you thanks to Adam Schiff? Yeah, so Adam Schiff uh, demanded Twitter ban me. This was in November 2020. Secretly sent a, a letter to them, pressuring them to ban me from the platform. And three months later, I was banned, less than three months later. And uh, Twitter pr promised him uh, in the uh, memo that um, Taibbi released, thanks to Elon Musk, uh, he promised, uh, they promised Schiff that they would, quote-unquote, review my account for suspension. So I think this explains why Twitter could never give me a reason for my suspension, even though I broke none of its rules. They never give you a reason? Nope. We tried every every which way. Uh, we, you know, emailing, calling my editors, everyone, trying to figure out why I was suspended. They would never give us a reason. That, and that actually breaks their own rules. If you look at their rules, they're supposed to give you an explanation. But when you make your own rules, you can break your own rules, and there's nobody <laughs> to enforce your own rules. That's right. Especially right. because what you did, well, every column, every time I see your name in a column, I go, "This is going to be something I don't know." And you got such a, uh, you're such a hard worker. You got some such great sources. You legitimately do investigation. For example, you thought you point to the column you wrote where you. Uh, outed the whistleblower in the impeachment investigation of President Trump. Could you explain explain who that was? Yeah, so Schiff didn't like the fact I outed his anonymous whistleblower as a, a partisan Democrat. He's a holdover from the Obama White House working in the Trump White House. And he also didn't uh, like the fact that I exposed his, the whistleblower's prior relationship with a key member of Schiff's impeachment staff. Uh, you know, they were huddling before he even filed his complaint. So that was very suspicious that uh, the whole impeachment thing was not organically um, developed it was um, part of a, a partisan political operation headed by Schiff so I was From kind of a, a thorn in Schiff's side and he was angry my stories went viral on Twitter and he tried to silence me and remove content uh, which is outrageous censorship by a powerful government official like he, he was the head of the House Intelligence at the time and he was sworn to protect the First Amendment and free speech and the press 
Paul, it's nuts uh, to think that he had that power. And the fact that he did it to you means he's done it before. Yeah. I mean, you, it's not just Paul Sperry. you got to think that he's done this to other people. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That that there's there's much more to this story. There'll, there'll be other documents found, and I'd like to know if you know if there's text messages between his chief of staff and, and Twitter. And you know they probably had phone conversations that we don't know about. Um, but it, it, you're right. It's it's outrageous. It's infuriating. Schiff interfered in my ability to do my job as a journalist. Um, but for two years, I wasn't able to promote my stories on Twitter or break news on Twitter, or even access information um, on official government accounts. So, are you going to take any legal action? Have you thought about this? Uh, we are exploring uh, legal options, including defamation, um, with a watchdog group, so uh, uh, stay tuned. So I want you to hear what, Paul, uh, what Matt Taibbi told Tucker Carlson last week, because uh, as he'll explain his point of view, and the fact is, I think we're the only network that seems to care about this. Let's listen. I don't know where they're all coming from. I mean, it's been pretty weird. I've gotten threats, and, you know, there's there's been harassment and all that stuff, but that comes with the territory. I'm not going to complain about it. But certainly the, the press backlash has, has been all of the same type. I mean, it's been remarkable to see how they're all using the same language and everything. It's, it's almost like they got a memo from somewhere, which is incredible. I don't know how they, don't, they think this isn't a story to, to see screenshots of, you know, where it says the FBI has asked you to, to look at this and this and this. Um, that's not a story. I, I, I don't know any journalist who would look at that and not think that a real journalist who would look at that and not think, well, that's cool. That's interesting. We, we got we to gotta learn more about that. I mean, he's astounded. And from his perspective, he goes, I've, I've voted Democrat. My family's been Democrats all their lives. He indicates he's from the left. But he says journalism is journalism. For people to walk right. in and see all this untapped information that you can read to the public. Isn't that why we got in this business? The, the, it's, it's completely disgusting and reprehensible that the mainstream media, the Washington press corps, has blacked out this story completely, the Twitter files story. This is one of the biggest stories of the century. Um, and, you know, Shift is particularly, is this the first evidence that, that um, a government official has gone after a, a working journalist uh, directly targeted? Um, so Shift's, you know, this wider effort to muzzle the media, it's a huge story, and yet the Washington Post and Politico haven't touched it, or CNN. And that's that's just outrageous because this is this is media censorship. They should care. You know, if um, if I found out that Senator Ted Cruz was doing that to anybody at CNN or anybody at Washington Post, you have to take my word. I'd be just as outraged. I mean, what is he doing? Right. I mean, you right. gotta be kidding me. Number one, it opens yourself up with all this criticism. Number one, you should never be doing that. That means you're insecure about your message. That you gotta go make sure no one gets it out. What are you hiding? Uh, and, and I would feel the same way. Do Democrats understand that it's not going to end here? It, you're going to think, for the most part, it's Republican conservatives have been suppressed, but it won't end here. So Alex Berenson came out yesterday. He was asked to handle the next trench, at which time he finds out this about Scott Gottlieb going out of his way to stop a tweet from Brent Aurora, the former FDA uh, director, who came out and was saying that, you know what, natural immunity is as good as, as, uh, the, as the vaccine. So he wanted he went out of his way to say we got to get rid of it. it's problematic. Listen to Berenson, cut seventeen. Finding out that Gottlieb, who was the former FDA commissioner and is a board member of Pfizer, which obviously has an enormous financial interest in the vaccines, was also pushing Twitter to suppress people he didn't like. Um, not just me, but in one case, a fellow Trump administration appointee. All right, I just want to give next. <clears throat> yeah, you go around talking about the Republicans are using and abusing their positions in office to try and get rid of me. They're trying to rewrite history. They're trying to push all these lies and keep spreading lies that have been debunked. Hey, uh, you got a mirror? Actually, you know what? Let me ask you guys a question. This is for the audience. Let me ask you a question. How many, how many Democrats does it take to screw in a light bulb? I'll wait. Answer. None. Because they're perpetually in the fucking dark. Let's continue on. In an interview with Fox News earlier this month, Luna, 
charge that uh, charge that Schiff had to use his position as chairman of the intelligence panel to quote lie to the American people and ultimately push something that not only destroyed our country but ripped us apart, but also too was responsible for almost I believe maybe even potentially permanently damaging foreign relations. Yeah, we've been a national laughing stock pretty hardcore ever since. But to be fair. America has deserved a little bit of shit on the world stage. Look, I'm a Ron Paul fan. I don't know what you expect from me. Anyway, he's a criminal, Luna added. What he did was wrong, and Adam Schiff, you, will be held accountable. No, he won't. Spoiler alert. Not anytime soon, at least, sweetheart. Man, your chin-to-mouth ratio is fucking horrifying. I don't like that Joker smile of yours. I'm waiting for Batman to beat your ass. No offense to Luna, but... Scary ass mouth to chin ratio going on there. Schiff, who also was removed from the intelligence committee in January, became a poster child in the House for trying Trump for tying Trump to the Kremlin, having notoriously claimed that he had found more than circumstantial evidence uh, to back that allegation. Yeah, how'd that work out for him? In 2017. Schiff dramatically read parts of a now-discredited Steele dossier into the congressional records. Talk about trying to rewrite history, am I right, folks? And contended, as late as 2019, that there was ample evidence of collusion in plain sight. Oofs all around, boys. Oofs all around. Luna arrived at her proposed $16 million fine, by citing estimates that legal costs of examining the Russian collusion claims worked out to be more than $32 million, with Schiff being responsible for half that amount. Rep. Thomas Massey, Republican from, from Kentucky. God, there's only one Republican from Kentucky in office that's worth a damn. That's Rand Paul, and even he is like a diet version of his old man. <laughs> now, something that is worth noting here with the $32 million for the first impeachment from everything I've read, fact check in the comments below if you'd like to. That's like a conservative estimate. There's some reports that say it was $40 million, and I've seen that claim debunked. I've also seen the $32 million thing debunked. So I'd play it safe and gamble somewhere in the range between $35 million and $38 million. You know, I play it closer to the middle or the higher end when it comes to government, because they they're always fucking the, you know, they always cook the books like Zillow. But let's move on. Yeah, sixteen million though. I just—he's a corrupt politician. Give him enough time and years, he'll pay that shit off. Make pl payment plans that he'll pay so little a month that you'll only get the rest of that money when he's dead. And even then, you won't do the damages he fucking did. What a fepid fucking fine. Rep. Thomas Massey, Republican from Kentucky, absolutely bullshits what his stance is, and I'll prove why in a second. One of 20 Republicans who voted to kill the resolution explained his reasoning on Twitter Wednesday. The Constitution says the House may make its own rules, but we can't violate other later provisions of the Constitution. He wrote, a, a $16 million fine is a violation of the 27th and 8th Amendments. You fucking vapid bitch. Flynn, all these other GOP members, and just different political activists who've been arrested and fined and put away or given these gross-ass fines that are far more than the prescribed percentage of their value. Let me pull these up real quick. Oh, uh, why is the fucking thing not... 
Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposing, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Right. Does this really apply to a politician who's doxxed, harmed, and released the private information of innocent Americans? Not politicians, staffers, employees, interns, that sort of thing. What about their justice? And what is the cruel or imposed issue with this motherfucker? He's a corrupt multi-millionaire politician with his many billions, or millions, sorry, many, many millions in the stocks, just like his bud Nancy Pelosi. Now it says for this other one, right? No law varying the compensation for service of the senators or representatives shall take effect until an election of representatives shall have intervened. Bud. This made it to the floor. There was a vote. Literally, this amendment was in play. You stupid fuck. Now, do you want to know what Thomas Massey's real angle is? Zion Ron needed a fucking leg up. That's the truth of the matter here. GOP rep Thomas Massey endorses DeSantis for 2024. I guarantee you, in a timeline where... Uh... <clears throat> Somehow, Zion Ron here, the uh, Florida snake, takes the lead over Trump. Thomas Massey would have voted to censure. But, because Adam Schiff is such a thorn in the side for Trump and is likely going to be an interesting little player to try and sabotage a 2024, hypothetically speaking, if he does get in. You want to bet Adam Schiff is going to play a role in whatever bullshit they throw at him when he becomes president again, if he becomes president again? And that's probably what Thomas Massey has in the back of his mind. This, I am willing to wager, is a personal thing to give his butt in Florida a leg up. And it's not going to work, because if I'm pissed about it, I can't imagine what people who would be surprised by his actions will have to say about it later. We're going to find out today, I guarantee it is 6.03 a.m. as the time of this recording. Now let's... And by the way, you want to talk about unreasonable fines okay bud i'll show you some unreasonable fucking fines alex jones is not a billionaire he's not even a millionaire apparently and that's at least on paper now assets and all that aside i'm sure he has it owing nearly 1.5 billion to sandy hook families infowar host alex jones files personal bankruptcy unusual fines right unusual you want to talk about unusual fines huh now, this is a claim to begin with, but I fucking believe it. Alex Jones claims authorities wanted to take his expensive cat because he's bankrupt. He's leaving out the fact that he gives his he gave his wife and parents 1.3 million last year. You're right, perhaps, but again, we're talking about fucking billions. They want b b, -b billions, not millions. They want billions for a claim he's made and retracted multiple times before the lawsuit even came to tow. And so no one can accuse me of ignoring this. Alex Jones would get $520,000 salary under bankruptcy plan. You'll notice something. That's not even a million dollars. And yet, and yet, they want billions from him. $1.5 billion. So Thomas... What say you about this stance, buddy, since we want to bring amendments in here about bail, bond, and court fees? You goofy fuck. Extensive bail should not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments. 
We demand your cat and more money than you will ever be worth. Go fuck yourself, Thomas. Swampy fuck. And for some of you listening who I've tried to tell you before, he's not your friend. He's not your friend. One of the 20 Republicans who voted to kill the resolution, he wrote, in a follow-up tweet responding to backlash, good, Massey added, allowing a majority of Congress to take $16 million from from 92 years of pay from any member of Congress is short-sighted. Can we not imagine a time when this percentage would be used against conservatives? (laughs) Yeah, I would love to see the conservatives successfully bring a false hoax against a Democrat president. I would love to see that happen. I remember something about Republican politicians back in the day demanding uh, something about, uh, what was it, with Obama? I regret even mentioning that because as soon as I had it on the tip of my tongue, it vanished. But, it's bullshit. Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi were the two people pushing the hoax hardest and successfully got it to an impeachment trial. It's not unreasonable to ask of him. Plus, he's an elected representative who wasted, wasted many millions of tax dollars to satiate his fucking ego and hubris because admitting he lied would start a whole process that the Democrats don't want to begin because it would make people look at them a lot closer. And not just them. The Uniparty players would get more noticed by the brain-dead angle of the GOP that votes for the people like Graham and McConnell over and over. The fogies don't give a fuck. The last thing they want is for these people to get woken up to their corruption. Some are, some aren't. Well, aren't we all? Well, apparently not. The kind of kids getting elected, you know what I mean? Fuck him. Fortunately, it failed, he went on. You absolute vapid fucking pussy. I hope you get fucking ousted in re-elections. I hope you're booted. And then people point and laugh at you on the fucking street. You sad, pathetic, pseudo-sophist MAGA bitch. <sighs> he went on to say, I'm told a constitutional version will be offered now. Yeah, tuck your dick between your legs and cluck, bitch. The proposed censure came in in the wake of Special Councilman John Durham's report on the FBI's Russian investigation dubbed Crossfire Hurricane. The report found that neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appear to have pre- uh, processed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings. But that didn't stop them from working with the House, Nancy Pelosi, Nadler, Schwift, Schumer, to bring a false impeachment. Thomas Massey's a sad fuck. Any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation shift has served in the House since 2001. It's about time his bitch ass went. He is currently vying for a Senate seat, being vacated by incumbent Diane Feinstein. Yeah, him and about 19 others. Good fucking luck, bitch. I really hate to say it. he probably has a good chance. Now, who are these other pussies who went for this? Let's uh, let's go right down here and look, shall we? Ooh, let's see what he has to say. Telling your colleagues out of this vote. Well. 
Look, I'm honored to be attacked by these folks. Uh, the authors of The Big Lie are attacking me for telling the truth. <laughs> this is their effort to distract from Donald Trump's legal troubles and their own dysfunction. Um, but uh, more to the point, this does real damage to the institution. They want to try to silence the president's critics. Uh, they view me as, as a danger, as effective, uh, and they want to try they to stop me. They don't view as effective, my man. Do you expect this vote to come up to table this motion tomorrow, and do you think that your side will succeed in this? Uh, I don't know. You know, I saw um, Steve Scalise uh, said that he wasn't sure the votes were there. They were going to be split. Uh, at the same time, apparently, at Steve Bannon's urging, he is now going to be working to try to whip the votes. Um, this is sadly where the GOP is. They're beholden to people like Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, and Fair, and you're beholden to China. And they want to occupy the time of the House on this instead of dealing with the problems people are facing. Uh, for Ken McCarthy to bring this up on the floor when Californians are trying to afford a place to live, when we're dealing your with policies. the of uh, fentanyl addiction, uh, when Again, hospitals your rural parts of his own district are shutting down, um, shows you where his priorities are. My priorities are getting th things done for California. I mean, they are saying that you, the way you handle the Russia investigation, you, you should be held accountable for that. Things you were saying at the time. Double down, bitch. Between the Trump campaign and the Russian operatives. Do you regret any of the rhetoric and any of the things that you said ah, during that really got investigation? Uh, no, of course not. I mean, what they have done is basically recycle a lot of Fox talking points uh, and Fox smears. Um, the reality is I investigated Donald Trump. Uh, I led the impeachment of him to the first bipartisan vote to convict in U.S. history of a sitting president. Mm. That's what they want to retaliate for. Nixon's they continue a thing. to carry Trump's dirty water. This is just more of the same. This is, you know, their attempt to try to intimidate and silence people for holding a corrupt president accountable. It's not going to work. Uh, I'm not going to be silenced. And we're going to fight back and make sure that we defend the interests of this institution. What McCarthy is allowing to happen uh, is just shameful, but uh, evidently this was also part of the deal to get the MAGA extremists to allow the floor session to continue. Take a shot for every buzzword. To, uh, bring up this... this um, defamatory resolution but if the resolution succeeds will you have to pay that fine is that is that the requirement that Can you plans? i think it's unconstitutional and unforceable um but look we're fighting back uh because i think at the end of the day this is not really about whether they can enforce it it's whether they can try to silence people uh, you stand up to donald trump they're going to go after you but uh but honestly i'm proud to have earned their enmity as Franklin Roosevelt once said, you can judge a person sometimes by the Of course, you quote the lesser make. Roosevelt. Made some powerful enemies, uh, but I'm not backing down. Well, hey, just like Roosevelt, you don't have a leg to stand on in this case, do you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, they're uh, apparently whipping it, and uh, you have sort of the MAGA extreme crowd like Steve Bannon Shots. promoting it uh, and going after people who don't uh, toe the MAGA line, so I really don't know. No, you know, I, I'm hearing secondhand, of course, that many don't like this, but whether they will um, have the courage to oppose it, uh, I don't know. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Oof. Well, at least those reporters kind of pushed back a little bit. And they're like, yeah, but you mishandled the entire Russian investigation. Now, 
Let's get these names, shall we? Fuck off. God, I hate the Hill. And their shitty website. 20 Republicans voted with Democrats in favor of the motion on table. Rep. Kelly Armstrong from... Ow. North Dakota, sorry. Lori Chavez... Dreamer? From Oregon. Uh, Juan... Sisakani from Arizona. Tom Cole, Oklahoma. Warren David, Ohio. Warren Davison from Ohio. I know some GOP voted for him in Ohio. I'm gonna go give him shit now. Told him not to. Brian Fitzpatrick from Philadelphia. Kay Granger from Texas. Garrett Graves from Los Angeles or LA. Oh, I'm fucking dumb. We bad time for another coffee burp. Anyway, where was I? From Louisiana. Thomas Keene Jr. from New Jersey. Kevin Kiley from California. Uh, that's actually the guy who beat uh, the Attila's gym owner. Actually, have, that's where I got my Make Politicians Afraid Again hat is from him. Young Kim, California. Mike Lawler, New York. Thomas Massey from Kentucky. Tom McClintock from California. McClintock? That's actually a really good show. Unfortunately, you're a pussy. Mark Mullerino? Mullerio from New York. Well, again, New York and California Republicans are just Democrats. Uh, Jay Obernolte from California. Mike Simpson from Idaho. From I- uh, Idaho. Mike Turner from Ohio. And David Valado from California. And Steve Womack from Arkansas. There's your traitors, ladies and gentlemen. Do with this information at the polls what you might. If the polls even really matter. Now, one last thing. Let's read some comments. From Steve P. I watched him on the floor of the House and his chairman's seat saying explicitly that he had evidence direct from the Kremlin, at least one whistleblower, etc., that would prove collusion. He did this for months. Years, actually. Correction to you. It led to an impeachment that cost the country tens of millions, not to mention... The waste of time subpoenaed from uh, siphon from policy issues for ci- for our citizens, and nothing comes of this. No. Hope that's a uh, hope that's a uh, hope you got some uh, comfort from that answer. John Smith. I wonder who he is. Mueller reported. Quote, report on the investigation into Russia interference in the 2016 presidential election. The word collusion ain't in there. The word collusion ain't in there. It was a successful investigation that found evidence that the Russians had interfered in the election. Sort of. We found out that Hillary Clinton benefited from Russian interference mostly, and that was about the only thing we could find, considering everything else got beat with hammers or used with bleach bit. Beach bit bleach bit. Victor L. I do not understand how Republicans can vote not to censor Representative Adam Schiff. Uniparty. A lot of them invest and have fun, have donors from the exact same people. A lot of their donors are the same people. A lot of, uh, a lot of them are just friends behind the scenes. A lot of them just make policies before they go and they do a little like WrestleMania. So it's like WrestleMania. You know, they go out, they dish their blows. Occasionally, the blows might actually have an impact. But at the end of the day, you know, the winner was handpicked and agreed upon by everyone else involved. You have a few outliers. I'm willing to say that you have a couple people. 
Well, you have a couple people in general who are actually pretty decent in there. Rand Paul doesn't really take much shit from anybody, so I'll give him that. Marsh Taylor Green, uh, I have said before, I think she smells a little swampier and swampier as the years go on, but that's just me. And I mean, in a, like, look, the McCarthy thing was a weird thing for her to side on so quickly without any real behind, without any real negotiating, then she refused to talk about why she went for it. The same thing with Trump, and I mock him really hard for that too, but. I did say on the show multiple times that he does perform decently, and that seems to have gone off the tracks a little bit. So I, I do kind of retract some of those statements for my part. Unlike other people, Sam Cedar, I admit when I'm wrong. GFR, who are these Republicans who voted no, by the way? New York Post can help you with that. Uh, T. Laugh, there are many corrupt on both, both, of the, both sides of the aisle. It would be a circular firing squad if they actually did anything. Trump was doomed when he vowed to drain the swamp. Fair. My only, re only response on that is, well, he may not drain the swamp. Think about all the things we would not know if it wasn't for him. That's really the thing here, isn't it? He may not have drained the swamp, but he did recess some of the waters. I understand it's a bit different than what he promised, but there's a lot of things he promised and didn't deliver on. And I'll admit that, too. Even as somebody who's planning to vote for him in 2024. Now... With this one specifically. He said, drain the swamp. All I did was recess the waters. Like, for example, look at Mitt Romney. Look at how we look at him now versus 2012. John McCain, same thing. George Bush. I mean, he was the first GOP to go up there and go, the war in Iraq was a complete... Oh, that's the train. <laughs> Shit, is it already 6.30? Wow. There's the train. Give it a second. I know, right? I live by a military airbase and trains. Bears, tigers, oh my. Okay. Okay. I think it's gone now. How about that? Okay, it's almost gone. Anyway, it's not even that close to my house. It's just how loud and heavy the industrial trains are around my area. But... There's a lot of politicians, CLDR, that we look at way differently now than we did beforehand. And a lot of people really started to act real sus and real different when Trump got in office. So yes, Trump did not deliver on everything, but he did recess the waters of that swamp. Last count... Oh, wait. Uh, PBT Yuskun says, He must have something on them all. On all of them. Let's find out who they are and out them. Update. There were 20, uh, and they are listed in several articles on the internet. So if, uh, if yours appears, and send them a note that you won't be voting for them. Perfect. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls with your host, James Madison. I got more content coming out today, and I shall be talking to you guys later. guys welcome back now we've talked a lot on this show about companies going woke and getting absolutely decimated so why don't we talk about companies and uh, well not specifically companies sort of how about a counter industry 
right now the comic book corporate comic book like the big mainstream uh well actually image depending on what line you're looking at image seems to be doing okay but marvel and dc their print line is just absolutely floundering no one's buying it for example any comic book fans in the audience when was the last time you went and bought a comic book like an actual comic book. I'm not talking about got excited for one. I'm not talking about watched a, a Comic Island video or a Comics Explained video or a Comic Drake video. I don't know who any of those guys are. I highly recommend you go check them out. It's been a couple of years since I've watched any of their content, actually. But, beside the point, while more of these comic book companies introduce more identity politics and more of these woke characters, and the really interesting thing about it is why can't there be any original characters? And why is it that when the original characters come out that do exist, they're like Safe Place and Snowflake? In case you don't know, this, uh, I believe this line did eventually get cancelled, but these were canonical characters in the universe. And they were original to their credit, but it has to be kind of two-faced. They're all social justice worry type comic book heroes. We're not gonna watch this whole thing unless it's funny and I can mock it. My name is Daniel Kibblesmith and I am. Oh, the yeah, we watched this whole thing new actually. Warriors I lied. I got interested in the New Warriors later. I remember seeing them on the shelf when I was a kid, picking up comics in the 90s and just feeling like they were. Yeah, keep cool reminding us of better times. Like I was intimidated by, you know, Night Thrasher had a blade coming out of his wrist. You know, Nova was really buff. Uh, they were all the edgy characters uh, for the 90s, as the, as the cover said. New Warriors, I thought, were really interesting characters because they occupy this really cool space. They're forever young, but they've now been around for 30 years. My uh, editors on the, the previous uh, books I've done, like uh, Loki and Black Panther versus Deadpool, asked if I'd be interested in doing a New Warriors tie-in that actually poses them as the authority figures in this conflict instead of the rebels. And I really like <laughs> the tension of that. <laughs> So these characters that are super edgy and kind of like counterculture and, you know, like the rebels who, who, who go against authorities, I thought, what if I made them the authority <laughs> and just completely ripped away the thing I said I liked about their character? Jesus Christ. What the hell, man? My goodness. Because the new warriors are the authority figures in this story, they have to be mentoring new new warriors who are under 21 and uh, subject to the, the laws oh. uh, that triggered the outlawed event. This new law is making it illegal to be a vigilante under the age of 21. The artist on New Warriors number one is Luciano Vecchio. He designed all of the new New Warriors and gave them costumes that felt as modern as the New Warriors costumes to sort of feel classic and instantly familiar. So the first character that we're introduced to is Trailblazer. She's a group home and foster kid who <laughs> is volunteering at a uh, senior center when this mysterious threat shows yeah, up. Yeah, it's at a glandular issue, she Dora. Helps him, she ends up uh, in the crosshairs with this new outlawed law, and she inherited from her grandfather a uh, magic backpack of divine origin. We picked the name Trailblazer because she's da, da, somebody who charges da, 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 as a She knows that she can do some good with this new mysterious gift that she's been given. Screen time is a internet kid <laughs> taken to What are these sort of fucking names, dog? What in the Ben rejected Tennyson fuck guess, am I looking at? And that has patched him permanently into the World Wide Web. The word screen time is only ever used in a sort of restrictive sense. 
And because we're doing a story about Teenage Rebels, uh, a lot of the names... Yeah, probably because we shouldn't be on our electronics all the time. That's probably why people l refer to the term screen time in a negative sense. By the way, I've never actually really heard it used in a negative sense. Usually, maybe it's just because of like me looking at analytics and stats on my end. Maybe it's uh, me seeing it in, in like the business format of it. But that could just be me because like screen time, it's measuring like how long are people watching the screen? Like like how long do you have their attention? So that's what it is what it is to me. But perhaps that's just to me in the situation. I'm into each of their own. But my man, not to sound like a certain <coughs> Zinsky, ah, uh, uh, rest in peace. Anyway, not to sound like any wackos or anything, but we probably shouldn't be on like our screens as often or as prominently as we are. So maybe we shouldn't uh, work so hard to frown upon the idea of deem of shaming the idea of being on your screens for for prolonged periods. Says the guy who if people were on their screens, they wouldn't watch the show. Okay, deal, good deal. The mental health of my entire society and the better health of the Western Front uh, in exchange for me not having or wanting to do news coverage because people would be not promoting culture war and identity politics as they would be on their computers all the time. Deal, I will take that deal, ASAP. Are about teens uh, fighting against labels that are put on them. So with screen time, we liked the idea that he has infinite screen time. Snowflake <laughs> and Safe Space are the twins, and <sighs> their names are very similar to screen time. It's this idea that these are terms that get thrown around on the internet for good reason that they don't see as uh, derogatory to take those words and kind of wear them as badges of honor. Safe Space is kind of a big, burly, sort of stereotypical jock. He can create force fields, but he... So... They're... Black... And part of the LGBTQ community. And they go around telling people that nothing offends them. <laughs> Ooh. I would love to see this superhero in real life. I want to know... I want to know how long till that power wears out. <laughs> he can only trigger them if he's protecting somebody else. It'd be a great Harvey Snowflake Birdman is non-binary and goes by they them. Snowflake <coughs> has the power to generate individual okay. crystallized snowflake-shaped shurikens. The connotations of the word snowflake so in culture right now are something fragile. And uh, this is a character who is uh, turning it into something sharp. Snowflake is the person who has the more offensive power, and Safe Space is the person who has the more defensive power. The idea was that uh, they would mirror each other and complement each other. E negative so wait, is they, the siblings, goth kid. Right? When he was a baby, he got a rogue life-saving blood transfusion, we assume, from Michael Morbius. And now he has a very similar look and very similar things. vampire powers. B negative also is obviously a pun. It's a blood type. Uh, oh shit, so he popped out the pussy and went morbid. It was Morbin time immediately. She's great for a vampire character. She... And it's also a proud ownership of the idea of having a bad attitude. I want the people who read Our New Warriors to Goth, feel all of the excitement that just, they felt. Uh, uh, I don't know, I want to cut you off here, my man. I gotta ask you the question. The whole idea behind the New Warriors is they're like the edgy punk counter to the uh, like establishment and elite whatever. Why is it that their design and everything they stand for completely backed by every major corporation and government institute 
not only in America, but in most of the world. I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're the resistance when everything that you stand for is corporately and governmentally approved. I'm just, I don't know. Just please explain to me like I'm a five-year-old with a severe learning deficiency. Like, just um, explain to me like I'm a five-year-old who just got, like, I came out super slippery and they just thumbled me a billion fucking times down the hall and then I ended up bouncing on all the flights of stairs as a baby head first. And then I grew up to be a five-year-old with a really dumpy-shaped head. Explain it to me like I'm that in, in that situation, okay, please? Maybe then that idea, this ideology will start to make sense to me. We're socialist. We love Apple. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? We're socialist. We drink Starbucks unless Starbucks says take down pride flags. And now we're mad. Again, the pride narrative, corporately approved. So let's continue on. Eric July launches another smashing success for the Ripperverse with Ism 2. Nearly 1 million sold in 48 hours. John D. Arrows, June 14th, 2023. Last year, Eric July made history with the launch of his comic book, Isam. Or Isam? Isam. Right? It would be Isam, right? Because that's the biblical pronunciation. Moving on. Which not only made over 3.7 million in sales with more pre-orders than most Marvel and DC comic book or comic sales, but the campaign also drew media attention from the likes of Glenn Beck and Fox News. I can get behind the Glenn Beck endorsement to some extent, especially with what he did with the troops during the Kabul, and he did more to get troops out of Afghanistan than our own president did. And I also really like the Tom Sewell poster back there. That's actually kind of fresh. I kind of want that poster. I have a Clarence Thomas shirt that says Supreme on it. I never wear it. It was, it was more of a gift. But, you know, it doesn't fit me either because I'm a fat boy. Let's continue on. And, and again, this is important because this is an independent comic book. Oh, yeah. This is an independent comic book. Completely funded exclusively through startups and fan support. And it's selling like fucking hotcakes. You love, you gotta love it. There's this play. Am I tripping? Cause there's a, there's a. Okay, moving on. I guess the video's not gonna play. I don't know what's wrong with the video. July's detractors and fans have both been wondering whether the second installment in the new superhero universe, dubbed Ripaverse, would be a successful would be successful. After the first 48 hours, which raised nearly $1 million, we have an answer. Riververse fans are here to stay. Maybe even more astounding, or maybe even more astounding, my apologies, is that Isam number 2's campaign has been plagued by an unresponsive website that has been down at times which July's team says they are working dutifully on trying to fix. It appears that there is too much traffic for the website to handle, generating, uh, generated by excitement of the Ripperverse readers. Nevertheless, it still raised $960,000 and, well, $67. Continuing on. Sorry, but I have my own show to plug here. But let's see, who is this? John Trent. Go check out John Trent with Bounty in the Comics. There you go. Continuing on. 
Isam One received near-universal praise for the book, both with readers enjoying the art and the world, which has been which was being built by July and his team. Hey, drink more of this coffee. When it was announced earlier in the month that the legendary comic book writer Chuck Dixon would be joining the Ripperverse for a team uh, for a team book called Alpha Core. Fans also rejoiced at the per- at the prospect of new superhero stories from a man long blacklisted by mainstream companies. I wish I could provide more context. I'm I'm really not that uh that sure. I uh, I don't know a lot of like the names. Again, back in the day, I used to watch a lot of like those uh, like comics explained and whatnot type of channels. Mostly Comics Island for me, but that's kind of beside the point. Uh, so I don't know. I, I Chuck Todd and a couple other like writers. Uh, you know, I know a little bit, but that's kind of it. I only got into like a handful of comic book series. I was really into the uh, Chew comic book series from Image. I got into that. That was something I read for a bit. It's really good about an FDA and like a health inspector who uh, can solve who uh, when he eats something he sees where it came from or where it died. So he starts like solving murders by like cannibalism. It's really good. I make it. I'm not good endor. It's not a good endorsement for me, but I, I highly recommend you go check it out. That's, that's kind of it. Like I read. I have like one all comic books I've read, or I've gotten free comic book day comic books, or I've been given comic books. You know, and I've enjoyed those, but you know, I just don't. I just don't really read comic books. I did a lot more when I was a little kid, but you know, just like basic, you know, Marvel shit. Marvel Zombies was, was like, one of the first comic book series I actually got into. But, you know, that's pretty basic bitch entry-level stuff. You know, I used to know a lot more about, like, comic books. But, again, it was only from listening to, like, other people on YouTube talk about them. And then I kind of just lost interest. It's about the same time I started getting losing interest in the movies. And then Infinity Game and Endgame came out. And then I just have not cared at all. You know, like, 2018, 2019 is when I quit watching all these channels about comic books and you know i got bored moving on but i am excited for this i'm probably gonna go check this out actually is um the isam 2 series campaign or just isam number two campaign which features a storyline by eric july artwork by cliff richards and colors by gabe ethel ethib and letters by eric weathers gives readers a reminder of quote the story so far leading up to number two with this an uh, synapses. The story so far, Avery Silman is thrown into a world he thought was behind him when he hung up his suit and must decide whether, or pardon me, decide if wearing the mantle again is the best course of action. The Isam 2 campaign, which features a storyline by Eric July, artwork by Cliff Richards, colors by Gabe Atabe. Talib, Talib. Okay, and the letters by Eric Weathers gives readers a reminder of quote the story so far leading up to it, number two with the synopsis quote the story so far Avery Silman is thrown into the world he thought he had left behind him when he hung up his suit and he now must decide if wearing the mantle again is the best course of action. In issue one, Avery's sister, Latona, calls Avery. To have him investigate the disappearance of a young woman who was last seen with a former friend, Darren Fontano. 
The synapsis continues, but Darren had changed since, uh, since he was hanging out with Avery when they were young. Instead of the friend he knew, Darren has become a cold-blooded shot caller. I don't know what that is. And one of the most feared men in the city. Okay. Let's see. What is a shot caller? Let's go find out real quick. Shot caller. Plural. Shot caller. Slang. Someone in charge, especially the leader of a street gang. Quotations. U.S. prison slang. A prison inmate who holds informal authority over other inmates. And who masterminds criminal activity. Gotcha. So basically the boss. All right. Moving on. Learning a lot as I go already. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Course of action. Avery. Let's get men in the city. Moving on. Quote. The visit turns. The visit turns into one of the longest days in Avery's life. Around these parts, people call special beings experts. And unfortunately for Avery, he has the luxury of running into some of them. The Alpha Corps and Yura have their own set of conflicts, while the living tank known as Saint Juan re <laughs> reappeared to add more difficulty to Avery's life. It reminds this. Uh, yeah, it reminds. The synopsis concludes questioning: What are the consequences of Avery's choice in Part One? Who will come to his aid? Grab Isam 2, Ill-Advised, Part 2, and Find Out for Yourself. I kind of like that. Uh, I mean, you know, there's elements of a lot of pre-existing comic books, and, uh, like pre-existing stories we've come across before. I'm still going to be interested in checking it out. Comic book style, though, reminds me of, uh, oh god, this is why I regret, it's... I'm not even going to go down that road because of the comic book information I have is like mostly faded. Need to get back into it. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I'll, I'll uh, maybe I'll do that while I, when I, you know, working out. So I listen to comic book shit again. You just geek out while I lift out. The synopsis concludes questioning. Already read that. Moving on. Now it's like, well, James, how do you know the website was crashing because of, of, of like too many people going there? Well, if he's already sold like a million dollars in forty-eight hours, million dollars worth of comic books, and the website is continuous, continuously crashing. Because people keep going back. Well, I mean, I don't know. The profits are raised, and the website's continual issues sort of look, uh, kind of look that way. That's just my assumption. The campaign also, well, that's also what the article says. But I, I tend to believe the article is what I'm saying. Also features a high-quality animated trailer featuring July voicing his Isam character in a fight scene, which fans are speculating may lead to a feature to a future animated film work based on the reverse property. You guys go down here, check out to see if I was right. And they kind of say it towards the end. But it's kind of uh, mixed with the background. Let's check it out. Greatness is determined by how one feels 
care. I have one condition. Yeah. No more quitting. Time is a gift, Isaac. What are you gonna do with yours? Anyone uh, watching this uh, show happen to be a pre like a pre-existing fan of the series? Let me know what you think about it. I, I'm kind of interested in checking it out. Creating even more buzz to delight of the comic of the comic book readers is the news that iconic Green Lantern artist Ethan Van Skeever and DC Comics veteran Shane Davis. I recognize the name Shane Davis actually have joined forces with July to produce covers for Isam 2, or Isam, apparently, too. Uh, Van Skeever tweeted about his involvement as the book released, stating, quote, Good morning. Hopefully you're up for ordering Isam 2. Cover B by me. Actually, it's a pretty dope cover. I'm not gonna lie, these are actually some kind of, like, dope-looking characters. These kind of remind me of, uh... Oh, God, I can't remember their names from uh, Spawn. Moving on. With the additional, uh, with the addition of hard-hitting comic book veterans to the Ripperverse team and the buzz from readers and reviewers generated by the first issue, it appears as if Isom 2 will be breaking records again to create another success for Eric July and his team. How high will it go? Only time will tell. I'm excited. Let's see what some of the comments are saying down here. Boogie Turtle says, I'm really happy for the Ripperverse, and I purchased a cover I purchased covered A, signed and grabbed. However, what is going on with his website? It keeps crashing. I'm thinking it's the cost of bandwidth, and he's worried about since everyone keeps refreshing to see the camp see the campaign revenue. Uh Dulipa is hot. I'm not a superhero comic book kind of guy, but honestly, we'll always pull for the indie folk. Absolutely. Well done, Eric. Again, kind of the same thing with me. If I go to a party, uh, I will you know, get like a local beer, local brewery type deal, and I'll bring that with me. I don't usually get like the bigger corporate stuff. I try to just go local anyway, but I've been advocating for shopping local any way you can on this thing for a long time. I would endorse Public Square, but I don't know about for you, but for me, that is like fucking nothing on that app. So, you know, when that fills out a little bit more, I'll, I'll happily, I'll, I guess maybe, you know, if you have a company, put yourself on Public Square, but, you know, always shop local is basically, you know, a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of farmer's market in my area, especially now that it's like going to be summer, so I'm really looking forward to that, a lot of different produce for good prices on the side of highways and whatnot. Good stuff, good stuff. Glock EDC, based fucking name, my guy. Not my cup of tea, but happy for them. I respect that attitude. Uh, Errant Beetle. These will be the last one. Errant Bell. Eric July must be exhausted. He's churning out comics and content nonstop while trying to rebuild an industry. I guess I'll go check out his YouTube content a little bit more. Anyone uh, anyone familiar with that? Like I said, if you're familiar with this, let me, give me some reviews. Give me some opinions on it. Congrats to the success of Eric July. After the big hit of the first issue, now the next hit is around the corner. Like the pre-sale numbers are shown above. Furthermore, 
I saw on YouTube Ripaverse that Chuck Dixon joined the team of Eric July and they prepare another comic book, uh, another comic with the name Alpha Core. Poop. Indie comics are, uh, in, yep, indie comics are have a run. I'm happy for them. Alright, there's a little bit of a typo in that comments, but you know I can barely read half the time. So, while this industry crashed, and here's the thing, a lot of people, or I, I, I know like Marvel and all these industries are having a fucking issue, but the independent lines that aren't pushing politics seem to be doing success. I think the example here is, uh, don't go, don't go woke, you'll stay afloat. I don't know, we'll figure something out. Marvel comic writer Steve Orlando admits comic book sales are struggling. Predicts his Scarlet Witch series might get cancelled at least at 10 issues. From June 5th. Ouch. Current Scarlet Witch writer Steve Orlando recently admitted that sales on the series are struggling alongside the whole industry. Yeah, and people go from gaslighting to just talking about how bad it actually is. In a now-deleted tweet, Orlando tweeted, quote, Sales are struggling alongside the whole industry. Right now, we'll hopefully get to 10. It's deleted probably because Marvel threatened him and came down on him a little bit for saying that. He added, quote, To get even 15 15 issues, sales will need to continue to climb. Here it is. Are these sales of Scarlet Witch doing okay? Do you think we could expect to have at least 30? (laughs) Fuck no. Oh, this poor person. Look at their thumbnail. It's Scarlet Witch. It's unfortunate. But why the movie one? The movie one sucks ass. Orlando then speculated that the cost of the comic might have something to do with the sales across the industry struggling. He was nah, just across the big mainstream corporate industry. And that's the thing. You know, when you get to a certain size, you have to be really careful. The bigger you get, the bigger the audience, the more you rely on that audience if you expand your cost. Whereas an independent comic book can keep its, its cost low and constantly keep a good overhead. He responded to users who wrote, quote, Comics are crazy expensive now. I'm all in on manga. On manga. Which is more affordable. I hear that. But again, not really my thing. I like some anime, but most of my anime comes from, like, Adult Swim Toonami. Like, 2005 to 2012. You know, so a lot of, like, desert punk and shit. So I, I just don't. Anyone in, into them Japanese comic books in the audience? Leave me uh, some recommendations. Maybe I'll check them out. Just listen, I'm looking for things to start listening to while I uh, start lifting. Or then I replied, quote, I'm with you. Not that prices are up, too. We're in a weird spot where folks in general keep wanting a higher and higher production value and paper quality, which is part, but not, but which is part, but all of it, of course. Okay, but she didn't say, but not all of it, of course. Anyway, okay, got it, got it. They're, they didn't fully translate here. So down here it says, but not all of it, of course. Moving on. Uh, Alludicating Orlando's comments, even more is that the ICV2 reports, not familiar with what that is. The series was the eighth most sold series by units in April 2023, according to its Comic Hub system that tracks point-of-sale data over 125 stores selling American comics around the world. So, I mean, it's safe to say that this hero is a Christian 
based hero. I, I wonder how that plays into it. Because, again, you know, give some shit in the comments if you want with this one. But you can get too into the identity politics with religion, too. And I say that as a Lutheran. Again, leave give me shit in the comments below. I, I understand. Now... <laughs> But I'm very curious to check this out. I'm actually quite interested. I'm going to check it out. I'm just kind of figuring out because I, uh, I'm debating what the title of this video is going to be. Do I say Christian, independent Christian comics, uh, sells? I don't know. I think of the title in my head, but I don't want to clickbait. I, I hate clickbait titles. It says that after I just Trump rolled, Rick rolled, Trump rolled everybody in the audience. I don't know. And to be fair, I did that on all platforms, so... Bitch, shoot, relax. I love you. Rumble's over there having to laugh at it. Anyway, the seven titles that outsold Scarlet Witch, number four, were The Amazing Spider-Man. Well, that's like a forever running line. 23, Batman, 143, Spider-Man, 7, Guardians of the Galaxy, 1, Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, twice in the same spot. Venom 18 and The X-Men. The series fell to 14th on the most sold series by dollars. Being bested by Batman, number 134, Amazing Spider-Man, 23, Guardians of the Galaxy, number 1, Spider-Man, number 2, Avengers Assemble, Omega-1. I don't have anything to do with Omega-Red, actually. I like Omega-Red, at least I used to. Marvel vo uh, Marvel Voices, Spider-Verse, number 1, Amazing Spider-Man, 24, Batman and Joker, The Deadly Duo, number 6. That actually sounds kind of dope. Sins of the Sinister Dominion, number one. Venom, number 18. X-Men, number 21. Immortal, X-Men, number three. And Spider-Man, number three. Again, I kind of fuck with this artwork. This artwork's actually kind of cool. It's a shame there's nothing good in it. The month of April appeared to see the series move on the charts. In March, Scarlet Witch, number three, was 13th in the most sold units and 22nd. In the most sold by Dollar Scarlet, which two, uh, 17th, uh, was 17th in units sold in February and 12th in most sold by dollars. ICV2 reported in January that the debut issue was the third most sold comic book by units, only being bested by Amazing Spider Man number 17 and Batman 131. It was the fifth most sold, uh, uh, most sold comic book by dollars, behind a Nightwing episode, uh, comic book 100, Amazing Spider-Man 17, Batman 131, and Batman One Bad Day Bane number one. Is that okay? If you say that's a new one, I feel like I've heard that one before. Again, kind of dope comic books. Again, I got out of listening to things like Comic Drake and all them because of just, like, the politics and everything were slipping in so much before 2020. I just tuned out. The fact that a series that is currently the 8th most sold series and the 14th most sold by dollars might get cancelled after 10 issues shows the story the sorry state yeah, Canadian for a second, that both Marvel Comics and DC have wrought upon themselves. They did it with shabby storytelling Immoral, immoral propaganda promoting all sorts of uh, disordered lifestyles. <laughs> Based. As well as just plain hatred to those who rejected it and called it out. Not to mention, enjoy numerous creators who aggressively deride people, letting them know 
what they are doing was wrong was indeed wrong. Yeah, it's never a good idea to snap at fans when they give you genuine criticism, but also know how to respond to people who are just giving you shit in general, if you're gonna respond at all. I tend to respond to people giving me shit with a little bit of a lighthearted sense of humor. And the readers and customers, they drove away, do not like it. Uh, do not like, they will return. Do not look like they will return anytime soon. ICV2's April 2023 Top 20 Adult Graphic Novels list, uh, list has only one Western published title on it. The list that being uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Uh, isn't that the one where all the other Ninja Turtles are dead and it's just like Michelangelo? I, I, I've heard good things about it, but I haven't checked out either. Every other title is either a manga or manhua with One Piece. I thought One Piece was a Shonen Jump thing. Anyway, Volume 102, uh, Keiju Number 8, Volume 6, Spy X Family, Volume 9... Uh, taking the top three. I should admit something, though. I am a JoJo fan. That's why I know about Shonen Jump. I'm a JoJo fan. Oh, man. I just invited something upon myself, didn't I? Alright, folks. I'm just gonna let you see this list here. There you go. Well, One Piece has been going for like a million fucking years, too. What if the One Piece was friendship? <laughs> Imagine. Oh, I mean, how else do you end One Piece? There's no satisfying conclusion at this point, right? So it's like friendship, right? It has to be. Because if you end it any other way, you're going to piss so many people off. Even if you end, I don't think there's a way to end it without pissing people off. That may be why they just keep it going forever. What do you make of Steve Orlando's comments and what it show and what it says? Uh, yeah, I feel like you should say what it says, but okay. And what, is show what it shows. Okay, so here it says what is shows. So I'm glitching out trying to read that. About the state of Western comic books, specifically at Marvel Comics and DC Comics. Yep, fair. Let's see what the comic looks like down here. Article by Ernit Bell, again, okay. Physical media is dying. Consumers have less to spend. International competition grows bigger and stronger each day. Political propaganda has poisoned the well. Partnering with the film industry did not expand the fan base. It divided them. Yeah. Bigly. The industry needs strong leadership and wisely crafted plan for the future. Merely to survive. Now, this isn't the first time the comic book industry as a whole has teetered on the brink of destruction. But I think the movies have honestly speed ran that process because we all got addicted to it and like all drugs, you know. They gave us more and more and more and more. They gave us to the point where well, originally it was like what? You'd get like one Marvel movie a year. Then you start getting, like, maybe two or three a year. And then, like, now there's a new Marvel item every month. A new show, a new movie, a new toy, a new game, a new mobile game. It's just too much. Everyone wants to compare it to the Westerns. And I just don't think it's comparable because the Westerns just were not this obnoxious. You could escape it to a certain extent. You just can't escape the shit anywhere you go. It's just as prevalent as the woke pro as the woke bullshit. But moving on. Alas, I see no evidence of either when looking at a creator who begs fans to buy his work, then deletes his plea when informed his desperation is not the right look for the industry. Dark Pantheon, that's a great name for a band. 
Not to mention, instead of doing single issues, they should instead go straight into graphic novel formats. Yeah, long form wouldn't be a bad idea either, but again, they should the long form stuff. If you're going to find people who want to sit down and read that whole thing, you know, some people when they look at comic books, they don't want to. They don't look at comic books and think, you know, big fucking thick things like Walking Dead volumes. You know, I'm talking about like Walking Dead volume one through whatever they got to. I only had one through six or one through five, something like that. But yeah. So while Marvel and big corporate comic books are just crashing and burning in every fucking direction, independent comic book creators are exploding onto the scene. Rightfully so. And that's why I say you gotta support these independent content, uh, uh, independent content creators. And while so many people right now, especially with all the boycotts going on, are looking for any alternative right now, independent content creators are the way to go. And a lot of people are going that way. So... We are here to support small independent content creators. And I'm going to start doing something on the show. You know, I have a small little chunk of the internet. I think accumulated across all my platforms. I'm maybe like 1,500 tops, but still. I'm uh, I'm just going to start picking channels at random and giving them shout-outs. And not, they're not going to be like big channels. They're going to be like smaller channels, startup channels. I'm going to give them shout-outs at the beginning of my episodes. Not all the time, but, you know, periodically. Maybe more and more as time goes on. But that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison. If you have a channel and you create content, leave me a link in the description below. And by the way, guys, I have nothing. To, I, I'm completely fine with people linking their shit in the comments below. If it's like a, a, a scam or an obvious scam, I'm going to leave a little comment saying this is a, blo- a, a, a bot. But guys, for real, plug yourselves. Tell me what you, uh, any content or, or whatever you got going on, post it in the comments below. Now, whether or not the platform takes your comments down, that's their fucking problem. I'll talk to you all later. Deuce. Assume that free speech means the right to freely hurt people's feelings. Why would you use free speech to hurt someone? 
when we can use free speech to bring people together. This is a time for true unity. What if free speech revealed that we are more united than they'd ever dare imagine? It's time to break free. Rumble.